there. We are on um, day three of week one, talking about First Timothy. And um, let's just dive right in with the scripture, Terry. Okie dokie. Uh, verses seven through 11. <clears throat> um, these people that they were talking about in um, three through six, they want to be teachers of the law, but they do not know what they are talking about or what they so confidently affirm. We know that the law is good if one uses it properly. We also know that the law is made not for the righteous, but for lawbreakers and rebels, the ungodly and sinful, the unholy and irreligious, for those who kill their fathers or mothers, for murderers, for the sexually immoral, for those practicing homosexuality, for slave traders and liars and perjurers, and for whatever else is contrary to the sound doctrine that conforms to the gospel concerning the glory of the blessed God, which he entrusted to me. I don't want to, I don't want to be in that bunch. <laughs> Thank goodness. I'm not under the law. Right. Unfortunately, I, I was in that bunch. Oh, we wow. all, I think are we all were. Bunch. All of us yeah. have been in that bunch. Did you yeah. murder your mother? Well, not that bunch. I was oh. in the other bunch. The bunch that was. But well, if we even think it, we're guilty of it. So how many times when you were a teenager did you say, oh, <laughs> no, good point. Good point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, lawbreakers, sinful. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. I'm kind of like there. I've, I've like gone over the speed limit. Um, I drink, gotta, well, I drink liquid, not drink, like, <laughs> but like drink while I'm driving. And do you, you're not even supposed to drink coffee oh, while you're driving. In your town, you're not. Right. That's in, in Troy. Troy. In my yeah. town, I am not. But you know what? I do it anyway. But Sorry. I was going to make a fake hand and make it look like I had two hands on the steering wheel. <laughs> One that would like attach to my dashboard and just kind of have like something coming through the fingers of gloves, garden gloves. And do, you, <laughs> do you think that when the third hand came up to hold the cup to your face, that that would not cause an issue? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that listen. might be a problem for the person pulling up next to you. I was going to say, yeah. then that's causing an accident because they're yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The officer, this all... woman with three hands ran into me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. okay. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, no. like Paul starts off. I love this. He starts out right away. And I can just hear it in his, um, like if he were actually saying this out loud, he's like, we know that the law is good if one uses it properly, right? Like if yeah. we had, it'd be like capital emoji, flashlight light up, like if, if. it's used yeah. properly. Man, that's loaded right there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So one of the things that people are doing with the law was adding more, adding things in that weren't in the law. Yeah. I, when I look at that, it's like, it's so careful. Like how many times do I add things into God's word that really aren't there? 
Like cleanliness is next to godliness. All those. (laughs) Yeah. That one I I skipped pretty well, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, by the way, definitely God helps those who help themselves or (laughs) I am not kidding you this independence piece or, um, I, you know, kind of in a, in a faith that I was raised, you know, praying to all this, praying to that, praying to do different things. And it was like, that's not in the Bible. I mean, that is now one of my go-to phrases is show me in the Bible because I need to see it in his word. And there's times where I'm thinking of a concept and I'm like, where do I know that? And it comes down to, I don't know that. But having the humility to look, the willingness to look, not because I, it's a pride thing, but because I want to know God more. Yeah. You know, when we let ourselves be led by God's word, he changes us according to his will, which is nice. Amen. The word is active and alive. It's powerful. And that is the tool. Jesus is the word. That's what God uses to change us. That's how we're conformed to his image, by taking that word in and letting it do its work. So, so yeah, but, but also originally too the law, I probably needed the law possibly more than most. And I love how Paul's kind of talking about the purpose of the law. Like you were saying, the, the point of this <laughs> is just to keep you safe, Rosemary. Let me just help you out. Just give you something to just run, keep you a little bit safe and point out that you are a sinner, that you well, are in need of God. It's a guide for us until we're mature enough to let the Word of God change us. So let's say I'm a new Christian, and I don't know that adultery is wrong, okay? But I read it in the Word, and I may still not agree with that. I might be, but but I like like that. The Word says that's wrong, Lord. I, I don't know. I don't agree with that. But as I mature and I read more of the Word and I become more like Jesus, I can begin, I begin to see that that is for my protection. Adultery is bad for me. Um, and it cha- and I change my belief about it or my um, how I feel about it. So, but the law is there in the beginning to say, you know, that's wrong. Before I come to a true understanding that it's wrong spiritually, the law tells me right away it's wrong, whether I agree oh. with it or not. I love the way you describe that. So many people think that, oh, I can't go into church. I got to stop smoking, drinking, doing this, stop sinning. Then I can go into church. And that's not the way it works. Not even close. Yeah, it's exactly how you were describing, Angie. It's a tutor for us. Like a young child needs a teacher. And so the law teaches me until I get the concept beyond just, you know, knowing it by rote when it becomes a part of me. Um, when Bert, oh go ahead no go ahead um, I was going to say we have to remember again culturally too that um, this is not like just the law that we consider this is not like you know drinking a cup of coffee while I'm driving down the road this is not just the big ten right mm-hmm. the big right. ten being the commandments this is the Jewish law which was written I mean just ridiculously ridiculously no one could follow the laws weren't there like 600 and something extra laws yeah it it was 
laws about what you could eat, what you couldn't eat, who you could talk to, who you couldn't talk to, what time of the month you could talk to people, when you could, I mean, just. What you wore. The phylacteries. Yeah, the phylacteries, the tassels, all that. All of it. And so this is one of the things where it's like Paul's going, no, no, stop it. This is ridiculous. Just knock it off because you already recognize that you're a sinner. You already recognize that you need Jesus. You recognize now that Jesus has come and you recognize his authority as your savior. So stop it with all this other business. Because the minute you mix any of that law back in with the grace that we're saved by, you negate the grace. Then you're earning your own salvation again. Mm-hmm. And that it's impossible. And we cannot yeah, do that. We can't do that. We can't do it. We can't pay enough. It's, and it's the debt's been paid. Yeah. Jesus paid it. So there is Go ahead. there is the um, the other swing of that, right? The the other side of the pendulum to the um, legalism of it mm-hmm. is the. Uh, I'm under grace. I can't live up anyway. Whatever. It's all going to be forgiven. Mm-hmm. So I lived under that for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, I did kind of, you know, run into those areas a little bit. I think the reality is. Everyone does. Yeah. 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 We all have those we times. All do that. Um, because we are all sinners. <laughs> right? right. So, you know what? As I'm thinking about that, every time I've run into that is when I was on the law, and I was without Jesus. Mm. Every time I've gotten into religious rules and things that I have to accomplish is because I've been wanting to take God out and not have Jesus. I think if I'm either one of those swings, those are times where I'm trying not to have Jesus, trying not to be connected to Him. Sometimes it's not intentional, right? Sometimes we get so busy working and loving for Jesus that we take the Jesus out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, even just Bible study, I have to get up every morning and I have to spend this time with Bible. It's like, no, no. Where are you connected? Right? Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, if you can, and that's mm-hmm. your, you're an early bird. Yeah. And you have the time for it. And, you know, that's great. Um, I, Eric, my son, he gets up every morning. He comes out, makes his smoothie, goes back into his room and has his devotional and his quiet time for about 20 minutes or so. I mean, even when he was here for Christmas, he still did that. And it's good for him. And it's, mm. it's a good time for him. Yeah. And it, he likes it. It gets him started in his day with the right frame of mind and with the word being saturated, you know, being saturated with the word. I'm not a, I mean, I'm getting to be more of an early bird, but I've never been. I've never I, been. I do my studying and stuff at night, in the evening. Mm-hmm. I'm better at it than, so. There's no rule. But, and but that's right. the thing we need yeah. to pay attention yeah. to. When is your best time to connect with God? Yes. Mm-hmm. And yes. every yeah. time I start a discipline, which, you know, I, I like those rules. I like mm-hmm. to be disciplined like that. Um, and so... But, but just about the time I get really in the groove of things, the Holy Spirit will move me off that discipline. So mm. I've had, I don't know, six months where I've been doing a lot of, of prayer journaling as I pray and I've got this and I've got a notebook full of stuff. And, and the other day I pulled it out and I just felt like 
you, you know what, it's, it's, it's gotten to be too much of a list. And, and, I, and I set it aside. And I said, you know what, Lord, this today, I don't know if you're leading me into something, a different thing, but today I get it. I'm not supposed to just read out my list to you. Um, so I'm just going to spend this time talking to you again. Um, not that I don't talk to him all day, but I just really felt that I needed just to spend that time with him and, and not worry about my, my journal. It was becoming um, more of a to-do and like it was, a legal. I, I think it was. And so, mm-hmm. like I said, every now, I, I, I'll get in a thing where I think this is exact, this is awesome and I love it. And I feel like I'm accomplishing something. <laughs> and then the Holy Spirit will be kind of like, eh, well, we're done with that for now. But it'll right. come back. It's not that I don't ever do that again, because I do. But, mm-hmm. but I think that we have a tendency, we like routine. And so mm-hmm. we, have a, we get in our routine and we like it mm-hmm. like that. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But I think we mm-hmm. also have to be listening to the Holy Spirit so that if something comes along and I can't do that, it doesn't wreck my day. Um, and it doesn't mean that I'm not going to be able to connect with God. I'm just going to need to be a little more intentional, connect with him in a different way. Well, as long once as, that, you know, we have the, go ahead, Suzanne. No, I was just going to say, once the relationship part of it is moved out, then that's where it becomes the issue. Yeah. yeah. And as long as we don't start thinking that those things that we do are the thing that gets us to heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the thing that gets us, um, yeah, gets us to heaven or draws well, us, automatically draws us closer to the Lord. There are things that we do in any relationship that improve the relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, uh, you know, I try and keep that in mind. If I don't take time to be with my husband, then our relationship suffers for it. And if I don't take time to be with the Lord, then our relationship suffers for it too. So I do think that we have to, you know, we have to have those things where we are intentionally taking time either in the word or in prayer um, or worship to be with him. I think that's really important. Um, But I just think we need to not get in a rut about where that has to be or what time of day it has to be. Um, Be a little more fluid with it. Yeah. We live under that freedom and the grace to be able to um, adapt the the flow of things and, um, we don't have to worry about whether or not I'm wearing the right head covering or the right robes or the right colors or yeah. where I'm sitting or we don't have to worry about those things as long as we are in relationship yeah. and an intentional relationship. Then that's what it all, that's, that's where that freedom and that grace comes through. Rosemary, you're so. deep in thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. I, and I'm loving this. I, it, to me, it's like, this is salvation. This is what, where um, like the rubber meets the road, it's like this is where we need to be clear. Are we um, in relationship with Christ or are we following the law? And there are times I have to admit, like when I'm reading God's word and I'll go, oh, wow, are you, whoa, that was bad. Like, we'll be seeing that in a little bit. I'm like, well, that was a bad plan. <laughs> or like, why is this in here? But the thing that's important is to always ask, Jesus is the word. Right. And it's like, so I'm in relationship with Jesus. What part of Jesus am I not willing to accept? Right. Mm -hmm. What part of him am I not willing to love? What is it about me that needs to be changed? 
and we can do this with our our um, husbands, our families, and sometimes we're right, sometimes we're wrong. There's the difference. But with Jesus, he's he's God, and he is salvation, and he is truth. And as we have that relationship or develop that relationship with him, then we'll just, it'll come, this is what I'll just say for me personally, as I got to know Christ, as I got to rebel against the things that he said, the law and things like that, but I did that in relationship with him. He changed me from the inside out. And so now when he says love others, it's not because I have to. There's this welling up inside of me that wants to pour out into others. And that's from him and him alone. So I don't know. That'll preach. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I, like so much. Damage. Amen, sister. Amen, sister. Let's go. <laughs> because, because I think we get stuck in religion. We do, I, and that's our attempt to connect to God, and God's already there, yeah, and yeah. He's already just waiting, and He wants to be in relationship with us. We tend to make it so hard. I had a, oh. a friend one time who said to me, "We were talking about you know feeling the presence of God and touching God, and um, and how hard it seems to be for some people." Yeah, and and she she was so sweet. She said, "Well, Angie, think of how many different kinds of people that there are. People that are." Um, maybe born with some type of uh, intellectual disability. Um, she said, God finds what he reaches everybody. So we don't have to, it's not a matter of intellect. It's not a matter of um, stirring it up for ourselves. God is the initiator. And so no matter where we are or what we're doing, he has no trouble reaching down and touching us, communicating with us. I mean, Look what he did with Paul. He knocked him off his horse with a bright light, appeared to him on the road to Damascus. He'll do whatever it takes to reach us, and he does whatever it takes mm-hmm. to reach us. Um, sometimes we're just really stubborn. We want it our way, you know. I'm sure that Paul didn't, you know, he, he, he really wasn't looking for God to knock him off a horse and blind him. <laughs> yeah, and he had no. scales on his eyes. Yeah. Okay, Imagine the two guys that were walking with Paul or that were with Paul. Why is he jumping off his horse? And what? And <laughs> like now I can't at, see what happened. Scales yeah. On his eyes. <laughs> but yeah, I think but. we do let religion get in the way, but God can pull that wall of religion down too. That's true. You know, and so we just have to know that's part of our faith in him is that he is mighty enough to make it, to do anything he needs to do to get to us. And he will. Wow. Because he desires that all men would come to know him. Oh, let's leave it at that. Done. <laughs> That's an NPR quote. I think we'll leave it at that. Um, anyway. That was an NPR voice too. Very good. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, how about I pray for us? Right. <laughs> Jesus, thank you. Um, thank you for being at Bridge, Lord. Um, Thank you for coming down. Thank you for breaking down the walls of religion and offering that relationship. God, you are so good to have sent your son um, so that we can be in a direct relationship with you. That is just amazing. Um, That community and that's just what makes you so amazing. Uh, There are so many things that can be believed out there, Lord, but really all it comes down to is that Jesus came um, so that we could live in relationship with you. And I just thank you for that. And I just trust that um, 
those who are hearing us, Lord, and um, participating, and even just the four of us, Lord, that we would lean into that relationship, that we would re- lean into the fact that um, that we've all been there, we've all been the lawless, and we've all been the um, unrighteous God, um, but that through the relationship with Jesus, that we um, don't have to live and suffer under that law anymore. And I just thank you for that. And I just praise you for your willingness to step into the messiness, God. Um, And I just pray that we would remember that as we go forth this week, um, that we would extend grace to others as we, um, as the scales fall from our eyes, Lord, that we would extend the grace to those whose scales have not fallen off, Lord. Mm. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And cut. <laughs> <laughs>